Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And thanks once again for hitting that play button on the audio device of your choice. Or even a personal assistant, digital assistant, if you will. Glad to have you aboard this edition of the JAS Podcast. A snack-sized edition for you today. As I will be doing a solo effort, so I got a six-pack of topics. Let's get to it, shall we? A little cleanup from Super Bowl 54. With the Kansas City Chiefs now the new world champions of the National Football League. And I think this was a case, you know, a lot of conversation about Kyle Shanahan and his team blowing a lead. He took the blame as the OC for the Atlanta Falcons blowing the 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. That one may be rightfully so. This case, I don't think so. First of all, the Niners only had a 10-point lead. 10-point leads in the NFL are nothing especially when you're playing a team like Kansas City. I mean, look at what the Chiefs did in the playoffs. Their M.O. coming from behind. It took them a little longer this time because the 49er defense was causing a little bit of havoc with the Chiefs offense. But the Chiefs find a way, and boy, when they get that, it's almost like pulling a slot in Vegas. And they pull the lever, and it just rains points. And then the conversation, you know, I've heard some people now with hot takes of, oh, the Niners need to upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, try to get Tom Brady if he's available. Or Did you see what record the Niners put up this year? Did you see the fact that the 49ers were in the Super Bowl? Come on, people. Just give it a, give it, you know, pump the brakes on that. And why the long face? Because football season is over? This is the future. This is not the past. This is the future. And the future moves fast. This is quicker, simpler. Rules, reform. This is your game. Safer. This is football. Reborn. This is gaming and fantasy. This is padded. Roulette. Make a trade. Make a team. Make a move. Make a bet. This is fans above all. This is maximum action. Let's stall. More ball. Fewer infractions. This begins in 2020. The future is near. More access. More everyone. More everything here. This is our moment. Our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL. That's right. Spring football debuts with the XFL. And... Hopefully it goes better than the AAF a year ago, which did not even finish its season. But the big difference is the XFL has Vince McMahon, WWE money, real money. The AAF had a lot of, a little bit of shyster work going on there. And then they thought they had more money and they really didn't. But I am a fan of spring football. I hope it, uh, I hope it can Grab some traction. The USFL in the 1980s was a tremendous product. Now, they were trying to go head-to-head with the NFL in some fashion. You know, at least by getting star players and things like that, they weren't willing to go head-to-head 
as far as the schedule is concerned until said Donald Trump came along with the New Jersey Generals. And ultimately, the league died. They won their antitrust suit against the NFL, claiming a measly dollar tripled the three. And a very promising, I think if the USFL would have stayed the course, that league would still be around today. But we've had other spring footballs, the NFL's World League of American Football, which evolved into NFL Europe, had a little bit of run, but it was overseas. So it was not going to be a big thing here. And the AAF, we hardly knew ye. The XFL 2.0, they tried it some 20 years ago. And at that time, Vince McMahon wanted to be the renegade league and the anti-NFL. Remember, this is the XFL. And the craziness of the putting the ball midfield and having guys from each side of the field run and whoever claimed the ball got the first possession. (laughs) But they do have some interesting rule changes or rules enhancements, if you will. It will be interesting to see how those play out. Kickoffs will be radically different. You know, penalties for punts going out of bounds. The overtime rule, which is basically like a soccer shootout. And the potential of two forward passes, as long as the first pass does not go beyond the line of scrimmage. And the multiple extra point options go for one, two, or three points after touchdown. That's going to be pretty interesting. So we'll be very interested to see how the XFL plays out. By the way, your opening schedule this weekend kicks off Saturday at 2 o'clock on ABC, Seattle at D.C., And that'll be followed with a 5 o'clock kick on Fox between Los Angeles and Houston. Sunday's pair of games at 2 o'clock will have our Tampa Bay Vipers against New York on Fox. And ESPN will conclude the XFL weekend with a 5 o'clock kick between St. Louis and Dallas. And um, you want to hear a little bit more about the XFL? If you missed Colin Thompson's appearance a couple of weeks ago... Of course, a tight end on the Vipers and a friend of the program. Um, go back and give that a listen. We talked a lot about the rules, enhancements, and the the excitement of the league. So definitely uh, give that a listen if you happen to have missed it. If you did miss it, shame on you. You're supposed to keep refreshing the feed and listening each and every week. Turn to baseball for a moment. So... The Los Angeles Dodgers are now, quote-unquote, the favorites to win it all. Pulling off the big three-team trade, they get Mookie Betts, they get David Price, and now all of a sudden everybody's like, the Dodgers are the team to beat. And now for another edition of Pump the Brakes. (laughs) Come on. Just because you load up with superstars doesn't guarantee championships at the end of the season. (laughs) 
The Dodgers are loaded with talent. But they come up short. Now, you can make a case. (laughs) Hmm, maybe they were cheated out of it, but uh, regardless, it's a great coup for Los Angeles to get the 27-year-old superstar in bets. And if David Price can reclaim some of his Cy Young, Cy Young past, who knows? And Pete Rose is in the news again. And he thinks he should be reinstated. Going on the fact that the Houston Astros players have not been penalized, suspended, banned for their role in the the garbage can banging video cheat scandal. And I think P. Rose has a point. While betting on baseball has been the quote on one of the big cardinal rules you don't do, posted in the dugouts, I don't see what Pete Rose did is worse than what the Astros players have done. And ironically, the home run king, Hank Aaron, thinks those players should be banned for life. I think that might be a bit extreme. But the players that participated in that should have some, you know, whether it be a 50-game suspension, something that makes a point... Really banning him from the game is 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 I think that is way too much. But you put on that, you know, the, the scales of justice, you know, what Pete Rose did, you know, come on. You can't convince me that Pete Rose ever bet bet against his own team. Not the way he played the game. And by definition of what he did on the field, all time hits leader on multiple world championship teams, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame arguments are getting (laughs) very difficult and very very time-consuming. And a lot of great players being left out, both in baseball and football. And look, Pete Rose is not, hey, he's not the world's greatest guy. He's almost like a walking used car salesman. No offense to our used car salesman in the audience. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the, the typecast ones. But Pete Rose is not the only quote unquote kind of despicable guy in baseball. The all-time greats, Ty Cobb. Babe Ruth. Now, he did a lot of good stuff for kids, but Babe Ruth had a shady side, too. And I think Pete Rose does have a legitimate argument based on how 
steroid users and whatnot have gotten into the Hall of Fame. Turning to college basketball. Great story over the weekend. Tulsa, surprise first place team in the American Athletic Conference, gets a big game from Elijah Joyner. They take down Wichita State. Joyner hits a wild three-pointer to get the victory for the Golden Hurricane. Amazing performance by him. And then his post-game press conference. I did play this on my AAC report on the Nightline Sports Network this week. I thought I would share this with you here. It's first time that his dad has ever seen him play college basketball. Man, I honestly never pictured this moment with my, my father being here for the first time. And I'm just so happy that he was here for this moment. It means so much for me to see him in the crowd. It just means a lot to me knowing that he was here and that I could do this in this special moment. I never pictured this. I never pictured him being in the crowd, you know, cheering me on and things like that this far in my life. But he's here, and I'm just so happy that he's here. Yeah, again, if that doesn't uh, tug your heartstrings, I don't know what's wrong with you. Great that he got to have, have his dad see him play for the first time in, in college basketball. And as I mentioned on the other show, this is just a great reminder. You know, college athletes bring us a lot of joy, a lot of happiness. They're incredible performers, but they're still kids. They're still kids. Plus that young man and glad he finally got to have that moment with his father. Antonio Brown. He is now Mr. Apology. (laughs) So after his little court case where he did not get in trouble, he goes out after the, (laughs) the court case, takes his shirt off and Spouts off in his usual form. And and now he's been issuing a lot of apologies lately. And the latest one now coming to his Pittsburgh Steelers comrades and teammates. So when does the next weird bad thing take place? Three, two, one. Clock ticking. Because he's gone from one extreme to the other. Now he's talking about how he's apologizing, apologizing to the NFL. He wants to make things right. I hope he really truly means it. But he's got a long way to prove that he means it. And I keep going back to the fact that... 
if he was even 50% of what he's been in the last year, year and a half, while playing for the Steelers, holy moly. (laughs) What a handful to deal with. Well, you got about 16 minutes of me on this week's episode of the podcast. As always, we invite you to please like and share. Tell a friend. Become a subscriber if you're hearing us for the first time. We'd love to have you each and every week. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88. And again, another reminder, another shameless plug for my other podcast, the AAC Report on the Nightline Sports Network. That's a weekly show as well. So love to have you join me on that side of the fence too. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer's Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog in the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at kramersalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E. LVE.net.